god, I think we're back. We're back. Oh my god, I think we're back. Oh my god, we're back. You're black. I am black and we're back. <laughs> and I'm schwitzing here. Okay, listen, so guys, we know it's been a little bit of a break. We've had a lot of drama. We've had so much crazy studio shit. But, you know what uh, happened? You know what happened? The Ukrainian president was going to hold up our studio time until we agreed to stop the investigation. It was so sad. And I kept saying to him, Mr. Mr. Val. I was like, you cannot do this And then Greta, little Greta came and saved us. Bless little Greta. Bless little Greta. Even though her head's too big for her body. But that's the bigger conversation. Oh, no, no. She has a learning disability. Oh, no, 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 no. I was making up a name. I wasn't even thinking about little Miss Greta. That girl is fierce as fuck. No, she's beyond fierce. I live for her. Wait a minute. Wait. She's... No, she's... Let me just tell you something. No, she's everything. When she... (laughs) She's like, you guys are making us mad. No. And 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 now... I make you disappear. And it's very much like we, the young people, are going to take. Remember, over this is the, the country that gave us Pippi Longstocking, one of the greatest female heroines. No, that's, she's not American. No, Pippi Longstocking is Swedish, you know. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Welcome to I'm gonna let you finish. And here it is, Dios here it is. But I do remember the song. Pippi, Pippi no. Longstocking, if you'd say it right, is funny. Pippi, Pippi, love. I used to watch all those Pippi, love. You know, it's funny that you sing because aren't we talking about music today? (laughs) Yeah, today, you listen. It's Uh, so funny. So, I I know, we're sweating like whores in church. (laughs) Welcome to the, welcome to our mess of a show, kids. Did you miss us? So, uh, heard you missed us. Well, we're back. So, it's really funny when I was thinking about, okay, Amy and I are gonna actually finally have a show where we talk about music. Because, like, that's what we're known for. Right. But I was like, okay, the pressure. And our stunning good looks and Ability right. to accessorize. <laughs> I love, which is very important. It's very important. Um, I was trying to think to myself, okay, where did my musical taste come from? You know, and it, and it really God. started making me thinking about a lot. Really, you put di- like thought well, into this? Well, yeah, I did because you know you forget about all the things you've done and all of the places yeah. you've been, right? I always think of the the base of my musical stuff is I had a house that music was always playing in it. No, I didn't right. have parents who played any instruments or sang. Yeah, or me neither. But there was always music. Like, my mom was, you know, my mom's from the country of North Carolina, so country the music. country of Harrison North Creek. Creek. No, you said yeah. the country the, of North No, because you said it, because North Carolina, people think it was all the country. It's not. There's a lot of cities and No, stuff. I know, I know. But then there's the country of North Carolina, Harrison Creek, where our family I still owns, it like, it's outside of Wilmington and then oh, Wilmington. Very yeah, pretty. Yeah, it's very pretty. So, I grew up with country music okay. a lot. And then, but in the house, interestingly enough, that's not where she played country music. The records she bought, the records she bought were like Aretha Franklin, Gladys Knight. Right. So I remember hearing like me, my earliest memories of dancing with my mom and singing to Aretha Franklin, the Amazing Grace album, uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips. If I were your woman, neither one of us. That was that not whole, happening okay. in my house. And then my dad was jazz. Yeah, my Frankie dad Crocker, WBLS. My dad. And jazz. then you know me coming into age was all of that. And then PLJ and KTU and Paco De Jesus. So it kind of forms this really mishmash of why I think I like all of the crazy shit I like. Well, they say, they say that whatever you were listening to when you were like in your youth, so anything under junior high, is going to form your musical taste. Right. And so being someone who grew up with top 40, AM top 40 radio as my early years. Right. I can say that in a lot of ways, 
I remain a sucker for a hook. And that's top 40. Yeah, the first absolutely. single, the first 45... I'm old. The mm-hmm. first 45 I ever bought was the Jackson 5, I Want You Back. Wow, okay. The first two albums I ever bought. I got, I think I got Sgt. Pepper's, like, for Hanukkah or something like that. Right. Um, but the first albums I ever bought with my own money mm-hmm. were the second Led Zeppelin record. Okay. And maybe a James Taylor record or something along those lines. Right. But my household, no, there was music playing, but there was, like, a lot of Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a lot of jazz, mm-hmm. but uh, jazz guitars. My father hates vocalists. Oh wow! Except okay. for Joe Williams, and but he would every once in a while like he played. They got the hair soundtrack for mm-hmm. me. And my sister listened to, and my dad bought us like a Santana record once for us to listen to. But yeah. I just basically sat in my room, and I used to have. Um, Anyway, so I used to just basically, I was always into music. I used to stand in front of my mirror with a hairbrush and pretend to sing. Okay. I used to get together with my little girlfriends and we'd make dance routines, like (laughs) I Want You Back, Thin Line Between Love and Hate, very intricate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five Step, uh, uh, Ooh Child, very intricate. Right. I was hanging out with a lot of But then, how did you end up, yes, but you also then ended up in sort of like a punk band scene in in San San Francisco. And then your career, though, you ended up writing mostly about black music. No, no, no. But I started out. I mean, I started out when I moved to, um, you know, blah, 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 blah. I was one of those kids who sat there and read music magazines in the library. Right. I always say if I had read, like, 17, I probably would have gotten a much better boyfriend than I ended up with because I didn't know how to do my hair and stuff like that. But I read music magazines in the library. I was really into music. And uh, when I moved to San Francisco, I fell into the punk scene. And I sang in a punk band, and I was sort of... That's when I first started writing. But I always listened to... I mean, I always listened to everything. I mean, when... You know, I always listened to Funkadelic. I always listened to R&B. I always listened to soul music. It was always there. And one could make the argument that there's not that thin a line between punk rock and hip-hop in a lot of ways. Well, it's kind of the same, especially the way it all started. It's the same sort of disruptor It's disruptor. The only difference is that punks don't want any possessions, and rappers want all the possessions. Basically. Yeah. Um, but, no, and, and my first, you know, I mean, when I first started writing about music, I was writing, I, I demurred from writing about hip-hop, because I was like, great, the world really doesn't need a white person writing about hip-hop. Right. And I wasn't in the scene, and, and hip-hop to me felt like something you had to, like, live it, breathe it, drink it, smoke it, fuck it, everything. You right. know, and I wasn't. I was just a fan. But, um, you know, I eventually just segued into... I mean, but I've written about everything. I mean, that's the thing. It always makes me laugh when, you know, when I would get hired to do liner notes, I go, can I please do a white person? Right. Please? <laughs> and then whenever they'd have me do a white person, it'd be Laura Nero. Oh, that doesn't really count. I love Laura Nero. Of course you do, but that's what I'm saying. Laura and Nero. I really love that album she has with LaBelle. Oh, of course. That's, great, that's the one I did the liner that, notes for. I'm going to take a miracle. That's, oh my a, God. that's a great album. It's a great album. That's a great album. I know. You guys don't have that album? Oh, my God, I'm no. Sure it's streaming. You need to no, listen to Laura Nero. No, that's a great one. I'm going to take a miracle with LaBelle before they were LaBelle. Even. No, they were LaBelle. They were fully But they LaBelle. weren't like weird LaBelle. No, they were weird LaBelle when they made that record. Not that weird. Yeah, they were. They were weird LaBelle. Oh, but it was great. It's a great record. Anyway, so that's how. And music, you know, it's just always been very... I, You know, you can tell... It's funny. I'm not one of those people who has music on in the background. I always have music on. 
No, but not in the background. I don't oh. listen to music to like soothe me. I listen no. to music to listen to yeah, music. Yeah, but see, I, I, like I always have it on. No, music. I know. Whenever my, I call like you, a, there's music on. It's like a soundtrack to my life. I feel like my life is a moving. You should, you should coin that phrase. You know? I've never heard that before. Always, <laughs> always, always. After nine eleven, could you play music? I couldn't play I think, anything for days after nine eleven. I think that is why I had success doing the remixes because I saw them almost like a movie. Oh wow! So when I would go to put them together and hiring the the DJs, I would try to, I would almost describe it in colors and textures because wow. I saw it differently. So I was like, I want you to feel like this and I want people when they're on the dance floor right. to have this moment at this exact moment at this point in the song and I need it Yeah, well that's to what a great feel, DJ, they're orchestrating, you know, they're like cultivating so, and orchestrating when yeah, you're going to come up, when you're yeah, going to yeah. come down and stuff like textures. that. Which brings us to albums, right? So the album <sighs> well, is really important. We have important. to explain to people what an album is. Anyone well, under the well, age of 30? Oh no, the kids are listening to vinyl yeah, again, yeah, aren't they? they? Are, yeah, which is kind of, uh, you know, I think I was trying to figure out what's the direction. How we, what do we talk about in music? There's so much. We can go back. We can go present. We can Let's go present. And then I, you know, I saw this interview with Cheryl Crow recently, where she just put out this album, Threads. You know, she has a lot of. Uh, it's it's her with a lot of different artists. And she you know, keeps, that's the sign of desperation she, when well, they do that. And she keeps. <laughs> Sorry. I hate you so much. No, I love just, Cheryl Crow. I know, but it's the sign. It's the Clive Davis thing. You take somebody, and it's like I know. I'll put him in the studio with everybody, but short of the guy that's delivering well, it's all coffee. Her but she's, I know. But I'm she's saying sure. that she's not retiring. But this is the last album she's going to do. So what's she gonna do? Tap dance? Well, <laughs> no. She said I'm she not. She went out with Lance Armstrong. Can we? Sure I don't understand yeah, that. She seems that like a super nice person. That's a different show. Yeah, no, that one has always been a hit. She seems scratcher. like the yeah, super yeah, yeah. nice person. So it made me, you know, think when she was saying this is the last album I'm gonna put out. What I will do is I'm gonna make like singles. That's the way people consume their music. Oh, and okay. I thought. You know, as an artist, I always find it interesting when an artist makes that stand-up. This is my last. This is my last tour. Okay, if you're Bob Seger right now, and they've been touring for 45 years, and they're on this, this is our last tour. Elton John, who's been touring for he, a gazillion he's years. He's coming back around with yeah. this last tour. Yes, it is coming it's back like, around. It's like, bitch, Wait, leave. He's coming back around, like, next week, and then again, 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 again. 2020. But he's like, I'm going on tour for three years. Oh, This is it. it. Come see me now. I'm not, it's not every a share. Oh chair. no, I saw him. He did every yeah, song. Yeah. Every He's like, song. Th- he was like, this is this is what it is. Yeah, he did Come every see song. It now. But um, it made me think as an artist, how can you ever say that? Because if you're a true artist, right? And I do think of Cheryl Crow as a true artist. You you never know when that inspires you to create a body of work. Oh, you just is, say that to hype things up so people buy it. Well, and well, you know, I'm cynical. Yeah. It's, well, she's she's you know one of those heritage artists now where you have to look at it and say, you know, she a lot of her success was having big radio songs and you know radio yeah. just it's unfortunate if you happen to grow older like we all do unless yeah. you die radio in the United States just stops playing your records right right but there's some really interesting records albums out now that I think merit us talking about and I know let's just start let's get the elephant in the room let's start with your boy Raphael Sadiq well he's you know you, you talk about albums it's really interesting because um Certainly, the advent of iTunes or whatever the fuck they're calling it now, and all this stuff has has, you know, back when I was a girl, you had to sit there and listen to the whole damn thing whether you wanted to or not. Well, right. especially if you were reviewing it. I mean, I, 
you know, I listen to things for fun and I listen to things for profit. You know, right. you had to sit there and pay attention and, and listen to it. And so iTunes sort of was a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, I'm stating the obvious because yes. it made it so that you could just go... You could order a la carte. I hate that you can cherry pick off somebody. No, I mean, you can order a la carte. And, and I get why that happens, yeah. but it's crazy. No, it's crazy, and artists don't like it either. It's yeah, not good you, for them. Because you're going to miss your, every song. And you spend all your time, you record this body of work, and people get just I mean, say, think, I like track 13, right, no, 2, yeah. and the bonus track. Right, exactly. So, I uh, stand for Raphael Sadiq for years. I mean, I was a huge... Huge Tony, Tony, Tony fan. Um, I was a, a fan of Dwayne Wiggins' record. I helped break up Tony, 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 but that story will go later. Um, <laughs> this is like my story, and I'm sticking with it. Um, so I've always been a big fan of his, and I've right. always thought that he's somebody... I mean, you know, as a behind-the-scenes guy, he's had his hands in some of the most important and interesting black music and I'm using that song that term in quotes because I kind of don't like it I'm looking at your copy of the Insecure soundtrack that's him he's a smart smart guy and he really for my money has never made a bad no. Move and a nice guy. I met him when he I, is a nice guy. Of, he was he's friends with an artist I used to work with. Met him at a show, and I'm not really one of those people. You know, I've been around so many people. Yeah. But him, I was like, wow, because I think of him as such a talented guy, and I really hate that people think of him as underrated because I always say he's not underrated. This man has had a career for decades, which a lot Since of people the 80s. do not get to do. He is still on Columbia Records. He's, right. he's not... He's still getting tour support. You know what I mean? He's he still, still gets to walk into a studio and do a soundtrack for and has an major... And has an audience who's ready to show right. up and has produced a lot of records for a lot of people that you all love. Yeah. Including, you know, a big breakout moment for Solange. That that seat at the table, yeah. you know, was a huge Well, how does it feel? That's moment, him. You know? yeah. That's the record. I mean, whatever you want to say about Brown Sugar. I think Brown Sugar is the better album in some yeah, ways. Yeah, it's Voodoo, amazing. Yeah. But that song is what made D'Angelo. Absolutely. So anyway, uh, so again, he's someone that I loved Stone Rolling that came out a couple of years ago. I saw him live. I mean, he just puts on a flawless show. He puts on the type of show of somebody who is a performer. Who's Absolutely. not just up there singing the fucking song. He he has choreography. He has a look for the band. So you and, just came from seeing a show and in this new record, Jimmy Lee, which I think is right. a great record. Alright, so let me say what I want. Okay. Here's the thing. We were talking about album. Yeah. This is a cohesive album. This is sequence. You cannot, even though I am playing the same two songs over and over and over again. Right. Which, which happens is the, that, which which, is the world is drunk and King's Fall. But you know that happens. When you first get an album, you have the moment of playing right. the album incomplete. Then you have the songs that you love that really no, get you in your death. place. That you start going to. Right. You know, and have it. But this moment. is a cohesive record. And yeah. I mean, the word concept record has been overused and thrown around. But this is a concept record. And I would say, in a lot of ways, it is his there's a riot going on. It is his what's going on in that it's taking music and make and making a statement bigger than the songs itself. It's right. a really there is not one bad or false note on this album. Right. It is it's I love it too. I no, love, I just I love, love it. it. And it's it's he's getting the praise that he's always gotten, but I think that you know, he's like He's not a kid. He's no, been, he and what another thing I've always found really amazing about him is that none of his songs sound alike, no, and none of his albums sound. Alike. No, that's what I'm saying. None of them. You can 
in fact, I would venture to say that you can't listen to somebody else's song and go, oh, that's a Raphael Sadiq song. That's true. Which is a lot for someone who's an artist and a producer that you can't, like, not for nothing. Lenny Kravitz, you can hear his shit coming a mile away. I'm not a fan. <laughs> but you, he has a sound. You know what I mean? There is yeah, a yeah, sound yeah, yeah, yeah. that he has. Uh, listen, Bruno uh, Mars has a sound listen. that he has. Even though it's everybody else's sound, there's a sound. Uh, Raphael's, anyway, this album, Jimmy Lee... It's just absolutely fantastic, and he's done a. It feels series. like an important piece of work in, it is. in his in his collection. It is. It totally is, and it's. I think it's one of those records. Hopefully, it will get the. You know, I'm sure it's going to make top ten critics list. Yes. Um, he's never going to be an art. Look, he's never going to be a platinum selling artist. Right. It's not that kind of world. The people who like him are not those kind of. You know, they're grown ups. Uh, but you know, we need to check that because I'm not sure that he has not gone platinum. I, listen, I Tony, the Tonys have. But even even on his solo stuff or, or gold records, because you don't get to stay that long. They label no won't keep gold, you around maybe, just but the Tonys have. The only reason yeah, I know yeah. the Tonys have is because I have. They yeah, gave yeah. me a platinum yeah, record. I, I would for, say that he probably know that I think he's one of those artists like Jaheem. Jaheem was on Atlantic. I don't know if Jaheem is still on Atlantic, but Jaheem has been on Atlantic or was for and he a goes lot gold, of years, like under under the radar. Consistent. Gerald Levert was had, like that. Had, had, had his audience. Was like that. Had the people who showed up every record showed up to every yeah. show, and that's how you have a and long he'll be career. And playing King's Theater or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And doing his thing. No, he, he just thing. had no uh, persona. But anyway, no. Jimmy Lee to me is is just as good as it gets. I mean, there's just there's just it's it's just an album reeking of integrity and songcraft and soul. And I hate everything, and I love this record like so. Much. I literally do play it every day. It's like I play it, and then I go, okay, now it's time to listen to something else because you're boring yourself. And so that's like my record that I'm losing my mind over. And I know the other record that I'm sort of losing. Well, I have to just let's talk about Gangstar for like a hot minute because okay, yeah, yeah. that's another group that's one of those um, an artist artist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. An artist. So Gangstar obviously. And I think hip hop purists. Yeah. Appreciate the return oh. of, of, of like. So what's a the song? The song is called "Family and Loyalty." Obviously, Guru has been left us 17 years ago, 16 years ago, right, right. which is kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Um, one of my all-time favorite music journalist moments or hip hop music journalist was going to D and D Studios, which was where was that in the 30s? Mm-hmm. 30s, which was like, like. The grimiest. You've been to D and D before, right? Yes, I have. Grimy. Been to D&D you like you needed like vaccinations after you left there. <laughs> but that was Premier's uh, sort of spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, interviewing. Sometimes Gang, that's where the best. That's where it all no, comes out. That's no, where the best shit comes out no, from. Totally. Man. I mean, you know? and just interviewing them because they didn't do a lot of press. They were not big on press. Guru was moody, and I'm not saying anything off, you know, out of turn. But um, Premier carrying the dats for the album in a Dwayne Reed shopping bag. Back when shit was on dat, man. On dat. On and dat. he had left them in the car. But I just have always loved them. I mean, they, they, I saw them only once. I saw Guru with Herbie Hancock at um, one of the t- Beastie Boy Tibet Freedom shows. But I just always loved him. I did liner notes for one of the Jazz Mataz records where he was ahead of the curve on that. Oh, listen. Do you realize even that, trying to find that vinyl, that's one of those 
pieces of vinyl that vinyl collectors want, and it's a hard one to find. Yeah. Google Jazzmatazz. Well, anyway, so their premiere to me, I mean, I think he's top five producer. I mean, I'm not saying anything like revolutionary. Right. Top five. You know, well, I'm going to go on record as right. saying that Premier is one of the greatest producers ever. But Guru was someone who was underrated. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, you know, I think if he was still alive, he'd be appreciated more. But I feel like hip-hop purists yeah. and people who really do their research yeah. and these young kids who are real hip-hop heads and yeah. go back and yeah. listen to the people that people consider the masters yeah. absolutely have a reverence. Well, he had just that kind of deadpan, this kind of, like, it was very... Um, smooth but rough. I mean, there wasn't a lot of up and down in his inflection. It right. was very... But anyway, so they have this single out now. It's a, I guess it's a verse... Um, it's a verse, or t- you know, from uh, Guru that Primo's been sitting on right. or just found. Right. And then J. Cole is on the track. And it's really genius because G- J. Cole does not sound like they just popped him on the track. Right. And he's the perfect guy to be with this because J. Cole straddles that kind of... Hip hop integrity and record selling with with a, with a level of consciousness, to yeah, it. and being honest. Like I think the reason why people like J Cole and his fans like him is they seem to feel a certain honesty from him. Yeah, and you know that's one of those things you can't buy. And if you fuck it up and you lose it, you no. lose people. Well, he's been associated with the right people too. I mean, he was supposed to. You know, I I like J Cole a lot, and he is. You know, he is old white people approved. You know, when you're old and white, yeah. when they ask you what rappers you listen to, you can say J. Cole, uh, Kendrick, of course. Can we talk about the excellence of Rasan Patterson <gasps> in this new album? Oh my God, I was going to talk about Rasan <laughs> yeah. too. You know what I'm saying? Now yeah. that's underrated. Completely. That is now, like he, beyond underrated. You, you talk about a man. Mm. And you guys, his MCA listen, records were great. I was about to say, you guys, if you're listening to this. And you have not really dug into the Rasan Patterson catalog. Uh, I need you to go back my and start from the beginning and go to his RCA album. Love and Stereo. Love and Stereo and his self-titled debut, Rasan Patterson. Uh, and just understand... Damn, the, I didn't know he put out this many No, he, this is not even all of them. He has a lot of albums wow. that he's been putting out independently. And he stays on... So he's... Good. This new record, Sent from Heaven. Is that what it's called? Is. What's the album called? Zen, Zen, Heroes and Good yes. Gods. But, Heroes uh, and yes, Gods. Yeah, yeah. But I, was took the, I took notes yeah, this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Inspired by you, I actually. Yeah. Sent from notes. Heaven is, is a song from, from the album. Unfortunately, and, we can't play it, but, yeah. but trust and us. Just his vocal. He's just. No, he's so good. It's produced well, it's written he's so well. Good. And if you ever get a chance to see him perform, I am so bummed. He performed free at Metro Tech in Brooklyn this summer, and it was the worst. Oh wow! Well, I was in Istanbul. Right. Puff cigarette, blow smoke. (laughs) Um, No, he's great, and he's somebody where you know they had a hard time working him at the label because he's an out gay man. Absolutely. And and we're talking 1997 and black music. You know, they were not. But he wasn't like outrageously gay. He no, just but you was know, just, gay. but just he was just himself. And, and they I had was, a hard time working that record. They didn't know what to do with it. I mean, you know, that, and, do, and do you think it was part of me? You know, was it resistance at radio at the time? You know, black radios. Were, I mean, my sweetheart. But I'm glad that he's still here. He is still making no, top notch really music. Good record. You guys, sent from heaven or on the new album. 
start there, go back to those early RC albums and work your way through his catalog. No, really he's good. really, really good. Who else do you check out? Oh, somebody, you know, so I was going to say, somebody turned me on to my friend Rob. Shout out to Rob, mm-hmm. my neighbor. He's a civilian. Sometimes the civilian. So he's really into music. And he turned me on to this guy, Nate, and I'm going to totally fuck up his name. J.S. Andara. Okay, who's that? Well, he's billed, or he's being, his little blurb is the Nigerian, or the Kenyan, excuse me, Kenyan Bob Dylan. Which, seeing as how I don't care about the American Bob Dylan... I think you and I had that conversation. Are we popping bottles <laughs> yes. here? What's well, going on? Listen, sometimes you... Are you a, drinking? A little champers. Are you having champers? Yeah, we're doing a show. I need a little champers Oh my God, this is so shit. Real Housewives of some... This is Real Housewives of Edgecombe <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> this is Real Housewives <laughs> of Nantucket. Really? <laughs> God damn it, Sherry. Why are you yelling at me, you bitch? <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, we're doing a music show today, but... Take a note that we are talking about 90 Day Fiancé as soon as we have a moment. Okay. Between you and Fred and Tyrus with all of these shows on TLC and everything, Love After Lockup, Life After Lockup, no, no, no. 90 Day Fiancé. No, no, no. Fiance. No, just, just, those are good too. No. I, I, listen we can, to me. We got to stay on, we got to stay on topic. All right, but just listen to me. Oh, I am telling you that this, if the world ends tomorrow, which it very well may, <laughs> I can die knowing that I have seen 90 Day Fiance. I've never bo- seen that shit. Oh my fucking shitting Jesus, it's so good. But anyway, I digress. All right. So this guy, J.S. Andara, his album's called Tales of America. It's, it's you know, when my friend said, oh, it's he's African, I, of course, because I'm stereotypically thought, oh, it's going to be Afrobeat, it's going to be, you know, in the vein of Burner Boy or in yeah. the vein of... No, it is guitars and strumming. Well, that's and the thing about African music. There's, it's layered. It's oh, many different types of African but music. But it's called Tales of America, so you, you have to pay attention, and you know I hate doing that. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, there's lyrics, there's music, I have to pay attention. Because I like to do 27 things at once. But he's got a really interesting voice. And you know, Africa is, it's the new black. Kind of, sort of. Because Beyonce discovered Africa. Did you read that? Moving on. (laughs) She discovered it. One day she was spinning a globe and she goes... I have to say, you know, I'm a big black coffee fan. You You mean drinking? No. The DJ producer Black Coffee. Oh, because I'm a big... I and, enjoy Black Coffee, too. And he's got a new tune with Usher called La La La. <gasps> Wait, stop. Hammer time. Usher? Usher, Usher. He's on the new Black Coffee single, La La La, which to me is kind of the best thing he's done in a long is time. Is it Usher? It's, well, it's an Afro beat tune, but Black Coffee is South African. So all right, all coffee with a C or with a K? With a C. I mean, you know, for you guys who are, like, I know all my house music heads immediately know who Black Coffee is, but, you know, he had a really big house song. Okay, you just called, made me feel really, really No, 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 no. But you probably heard it bland because there's not a soul summit in the park a block from your house. <laughs> Where they're not that They do not plead. Can you be my Superman? Can you be my Superman? That and sounds familiar, actually. You've heard it. It's okay. Black Coffee. Um, and well, today, I love Usher. Yeah, I mean, you know. His voice sounds good on it. But I love this beat, and you know, it brings me to that whole Burner Boy vibe right now, yeah. which I think he's amazing. The kids I like wanted, him too. The kids really like him. 
And that's my great. nieces and nephews, my cousins, speaking to all of the, the, the kids the around, kids like even uptown. They're like, playing on Burner Boy. And you know, the thing that they. But you're did, really among the people, aren't you? Well, you know, the thing, because I'm, you know, living uptown, yeah. all of these kids walk around with Bluetooth speakers now to play their music just out loud. Isn't that crazy? And I, and I love that shit. I love it. I, well, I they're love, playing something that good. But I just love like. the fire. Because I thought for a while that everything that I was hearing was a lot of trap shit. So I thought, okay, that's what they're hearing. And, you know, even sometimes when I go out to, like, the black clubs, I hear a lot of trap shit. But then when I kind of started poking my head in some different things, I'm saying, oh, no, these kids want something different. And when well, they, Boy, even, even they have to be getting sick yeah. of trap music. And when, when Burner Boy comes on, I see them all get really turned up by it. They're oh, singing nice. it. They know all the words. I've seen them request it. Well, the thing that Burner Boy has going for him, other than a lot of things, as opposed to other African artists, and it really is ridiculous because Africa is this enormous freaking continent, and to say African music is like saying American music. Which American music? Right. Motown, Stax, country, but we're you know we're America, so we we lump everything together. Right. But um, he sings in English, Burner Boy. That's right. helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Yusu Endor, obviously the most one of the most brilliant singers ever. But it's if you're trying to get the kids, and also Yusuf's music is very difficult to dance but to. But Yusuf also does have worldwide fame. Oh no, of course. And he's but like I'm he's saying, like Angelique Kijoe. They're on a different hurt. level no, of no, world no, no, music. No, but I'm and just saying, Kibas, that's a whole different. No, but I'm saying if you want to get the kids yeah. singing but, in, unless you're singing in Spanish, singing in. Yeah. No, he's really really. But good. don't you find it interesting right now seeing this crop of new? We're seeing the new stars. We're finally seeing. The new star. Well, I'll tell you who somebody turned me on to, actually. Shout out Jody Rosen, really good writer. And he wrote about this guy. And I've heard of him before. Kano? 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 Kano. Kano. K-A-N-O. I feel like I've heard of Kano. He's one of these grime artists. Grime. Yeah, 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 yeah. Grime is something that, like the kinks, and it just doesn't translate into the United States. We've never... Skepta does, and to a certain... To a certain extent. To a certain extent. It, to a certain It's hard for us. I mean, it, grime... And Dave is coming here now to do a, a yeah. tour. I mean, grime is to England what trap is to United States, except grime is actually trying to talk about something, whereas trap is just who, whatever. But Kano's been around for a while. I'm totally mispronouncing his name. The record is called Hoodies All Summer. I really don't understand a word he's saying because he's singing in English. Right. English from England. And it is a really... I mean, honestly, when I went to London this summer, my friend's kid is really into... um, Stormzy and who's like basically yeah, yeah. a pop star at this point. I mean, he plays he's, Glastonbury. He's uh, huge. He's, he's got massive. the he's got the number one record with Ed Sheeran for the last four weeks. Yeah, in the he's UK. massive. He's right? huge right now. But yeah. that's the sound. Grime is a kid's music. But it's hip hop's a kid's music, right? These but days. even more. So, but I'm saying that like you don't have yet a generation of people who grew up with grime the way you do in the United States. You do though. Grime has been around since So Solid Crew in the, the in streets. the nineties and, and Dizzy Rascal. Who, oh yeah, who, who's like who now the, what in his fifties? Who, who's right? the first grime artist to win the Mercury Prize? And remember, Dave just won the Mercury remember Prize. Remember Lady Sovereign? Oh, and all. <laughs> <laughs> I interviewed all her. of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like. So it brings me to also the UK has been popular with music. The new Georgia Smith single is Be Honest. It's her featuring Burner Boy, and it's great. I, I have to her. listen to that. You know, I like her. I'm loving these voices, man. And There's like, a lot of good voices. I like. I decided I'm only going to listen to singers with one name now. 
And I know you like Halsey, and I'm trying to... I wasn't going to bring her up yet. I was going to save it. I was going to say something. We were. I was going to say, I like this chick, Mahalia. <laughs> I'm going to save Halsey, because yeah. I know it kind of causes it does, you... You know, listen... I I'm, know she's like your Jennifer... Oh, you must be dying, by the way, Jennifer Lopez getting all this press for that movie. Relentless. <laughs> relentless. And the green dress. You must relentless. be fucking what the, I, I told you. <laughs> nobody believed me. I was like... She's oh, relentless. So bad She's for you. relentless. I she think, does not care. She's you're like, you're gonna be in a corner crying, baby. Man. Go I'm telling away, you, go away. You're gonna go into a car dealership looking for a car. She's gonna come out in the front singing, waiting for tonight, talking about we've got cars. She's oh, relentless. There's nothing wrong with that. You she, leave, leave Jennifer alone. I'm trying, but I can't. <laughs> because every time I turn on anything, there she is. No, I like this chick. I We talked about Mabel. Put a boyfriend like who bought her car for her 50th birthday. She doesn't have a driver's license. She doesn't drive. So who's that for? Why would you buy somebody a... Well, this is dumb. Here's okay, your big person. It's a, a dumb sports fuck. car. He's a dumb fuck. She anyway. famously doesn't drive and doesn't have a driver's license. I kind of like, she's like the Puerto Rican Spike Lee. I don't drive. I don't drive. I don't drive. I'm in New York. When, New- I'm real- when people say that, I'm like... Yeah, I'm proud. That's real New York shit. I, I don't like, drive. I should I get like a it. license in case I need to run away from myself. I always say that sometimes, but then I'm like, oh, look, pizza. And then all of a sudden, I'm distracted. Oh, look, pizza. Anyway, yeah, yeah. All right, ruminate on that. So who else did I write down? Oh, okay, British Chicks. This is who I'm loving right now, and I've liked her for a lot, but I think now I'm just loving, loving. Mm-hmm. Charlie XCX. I go in and out with she's her, the thinking but I like her. But she's I like the her. thinking man's pop singer. No, listen, we have a generation in them now. Let's talk about all these girls. I do think she has a strong album. And, and she's, she's been doing stuff for a while. Well, she's been one of those behind the scenes. But it's picks. almost like I like this bit Didn't of she art. write that We're seeing a lot of yeah. sort of artist development, artist development sort of situations. People really getting to ruminate, put yeah. records out, take their time, not be like the first. Remember there was a period where it was like, what's the first week number? And if it didn't seem right. like a certain thing, it almost feels like it trailed well, it off. it doesn't matter anymore because you can drop a record like Tomorrow, without any advance warning, what do they care? The kid, all the kid has to do is click on whatever, and it pops up. But I set up of records. But I like that these new pop girls are coming with an edge. But I almost feel like they're all the European girls, right? Well, so, Tove Lo's new record, Sunshine Kitty, is that is, how you um, pronounce it? Yeah, Tove Lo. Her Who, new, can I tell you? She's sweet. She's another Swedish girl. I don't. They all kind of confuse me. There's a lot of them. They're kind of similar. I really like her. Is she a major laser person? No, she's not a major laser person. Because I can't stand that. And you know, she had a great record two years ago called Disco Tits, which I love. It was a great, 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 great Have single. Have you heard King and, the, and the pro, the promo item for it, yeah, was nipple covers that were like stars. I said Disco Tits. I love that. How many did you steal when you went up to uh, the There's some right there. I'll show you. Right nice. Away. But um, she's got a new record called Sunshine Kitty, and the first single is with uh, Kylie Minogue. She's got a great song. All right, stop. Hammer yeah. time. That's why you like it. No, no, no. I like Tove Low, but it's actually a really good song. I with saw her that Kylie. song, and Kylie's like, where's Kylie? You don't even hear her. Yeah, you hear her. She comes in there. You hear her. You hear her. But I like it. Listen, I like these smart pop girls who I always really like cool smart records. pop girls yeah. I have no problem with yeah. smart park I mean we you and I like Doja Cat Doja Cat's amazing we love smart yeah, pop I, I mean do. we are gonna but I like our, dumb shit too man no of course we like dumb shit I like some real I have some shameful ones that I'm not saying out loud but I have some shameful oh I like Roxette there like, boom alright let's steps. get <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's. That was a shameful judgment moment. 
Guys, steps? we need to take Who's this show. Step? What steps? Okay, this is a really shameful thing. That is I'm it a boy in. band? No, but it's almost like it. Okay, so after Stock Act, uh, um, Act and Wakerman, whatever. The, when they broke, whatever. when they split apart, then you know they all started producing and doing different things, and then after you know they produced steps, and they had a bunch of hits in the UK, okay. and then they did a remake of Tragedy that's really famous. Tragedy, and yeah, they did a tragedy, yeah, and you feel it's good. And, Oh, I don't want to shame myself. So we're not going to talk All about that. All right, let's that. see. All right, that's okay. Okay, wait a minute. Wait, no. Pet Shop Boys, new Pet Shop Boys. Can we work our way up to that? Because I want to go to the 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 the, the not as important, and then we can just go to the important. All right. So what did I say? Okay, so it's not new, but I've been revisiting Paloma Faith lately. She's an interesting one. She didn't quite make it. Never hear in the UK. She's a big deal. No, in the UK. UK was the number one deal. album. She's never really. I, she's it's like never, Jesse Ware never made it here. And well, I, well, well, Jesse Ware's a better singer. Well, Jesse Ware here has not broken through too big, but Jesse Ware's records come out here. She's got an audience here. She she plays smaller venues. And Do you she, think I she's, like? I would like to look yeah. like Jesse. Ware. And I like Jesse Ware. Me and, too. And her personality. When you realize one, you listen to it. First of all, guys, go back. First album. Go back to please. Listen to her first album, Devotion. It is... Wildest moments. Oh, my God. It is... It is just... It's a stunning record. It's a stunning record. And I think she still puts out really strong work. And she has a U.S. deal, and the records come out here. But, you know, with a lot of things here, you you have to find your records now. Because you're not going to get that cue from radio. And I never listened to the radio anyway, but I used to get. I always get. See, the thing is, I always got shit for free. Oh, she has a new single out? What, what came out months ago is called Adore You, and it's a really good, it's an up tempo, it's sexy. She's, she's great. So gorgeous and fabulous. All right, I'm going to say something, and then don't you want me to talk about Madonna? Yes. Okay, so I, and I'll deny I said this. Well, no, fuck it. I'm not going to deny I said this. The two Miley Cyrus singles are really good. I have no problem with my. She's a great music. singer. I just wish she'd pick a, a persona and stick with it. I can't take the, I'm in the field with a corn husk in my mouth wearing muslin, and then I'm in a, I'm a dominatrix making out with chicks. Pick a lane, yeah. Ma- pick a lane, I, I Marley. But what is the name of the song? I, so mother's Daughter and Slide Away. Slide yeah. Away about the sad dissolution of her marriage to that other Hemsworth brother. Yeah, the sad dissolution where... And she's, she broke think, up with the chick already. I think you're making... Oh, did she? Yeah, I just read that too. She it's like you're making it. good music, but you're overshadowed. Like, this is where, you know, but Miley... Miley, you know, I, I think I said this to you before when I said the issue with her is... She's a rich kid who made music. When she decides to come back and really be serious about it, it, her music won't be overshadowed by everything else that's going on. Yeah, she's too much. She's a little, sometimes a little kind of like, we see you. Oh, fun fact. I did not know this, but I learned this last week when I went to the My Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominating committee meeting, of which mm-hmm. I am not allowed to say anything other than that. But I, once the nominations come out, we can talk about it. Right. But I will say somebody I nominated made it onto the ballot. And oh, good. Was but, okay. Did you know that the sample or one of the samples on Old Town Road is a Nine Inch Nails sample? I had no idea. Me neither. I wouldn't know Nine Inch Nails song if it fucking bit me on the Do ass. you want to know the God's honest truth? Uh, please. I've heard the song in the background. 
What, Nine Inch Nails or no, Old Town Road? I've never clicked on a video for Old Town Road. And there's seven of videos. I have 46 remixes that have come into my box. And I'm, and I'm, Do you have the Jennifer I'm, Lopez remix? I feel like that's coming. And she's going to be like, and she's on the cover in the dress with a cowboy hat talking about, I want to find the... No, let me not do that today. Riding a horse <laughs> instead of yep, a car because right. she can't drive. Like when she did Jenny from the Block in Beverly Hills. I'm like, what block, bitch? The one that fucking... Rodeo. It's like, it's like, that's not the block. <laughs> anyway, but... I um, I'm really happy for this young man. I'm happy for his success. I'm glad that Panini, the follow-up single, has just hit the top ten this week. So I'm happy for that. So that he's not a one-hit wonder. It's not for me. No, it's not. And even though I like dumb songs and I like catchy little tunes like that, for some reason, that did not hit me the way it hit everyone. Well, I think the thing that made that song was the controversy. The whole Billboard, is it country, is it rap? And I think so that sort of piqued the interest of people who were kind of taking sides. Then the fact that he came out, which is significant for any artist, though, not for nothing, that wasn't a big shocker. Right. I mean... Did I tell you I had a student who thought that the song was about having sex with a, ho- a horse in a hotel room? You did tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that children are the future. <laughs> I was like, I can't even go there with you. All right. So that's kind of like, I mean, the end of August was sort of like Black Christmas because you had the Jadena record. You had the the Rhapsody record, which is yeah, really yeah. good. You had the, um, the Little Brother record. You also had, you know, listen, this Britney, this Britney Howard record. Oh, you're going to say Britney Spears. Right? No, no, no. This Britney, oh, Britney Howard. Yeah. This Britney Howard record is really interesting. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still digesting it. I'm listening to it. The Emily Sanday. I... T- Guys, she has a new record out. Yes. Why doesn't anybody tell me these things? Yes. That's your job to tell me these. You mean things. the record that I sent you? Oh yeah. You need to help me. You know what you need to do. You, you mean the record that you actually have? Oh yeah. <laughs> you need to help me. And then I you need were to like, get a new hard drive. Wait, wait, wait. And then you were like, "This is a third album." Yeah. She had a second. I'm like, "Oh girl." <laughs> well, see, let me tell you something. I got really spoiled for years and years and years. Real I would life sit by Emily Sunday. You guys need to check it for out. For years and years, I would sit there and things would show up in the mail. Right. And then they stopped sending but me I music. Send you stuff weekly. No, you do. But the problem is, okay, listen, and right. I am eternally grateful because right. you have resurrected. Right. You have brought me alive. You've made a woman out of me again. Oh, whatever. Man. Yeah, I feel like, like a woman. woman. I can't stand her. But anyway, listen. How can you not stand Shania Twain? Well, she's Canadian. So Everybody. I, do like her. I do like her because she's Canadian. So is motherfucking Celine. No, I like oh, her because okay. she's Canadian. Oh my God, did you see Celine's new Bob? Did you see Celine in Vanity Fair this month? No. She I... looks like 17 kinds of fucking crazy. <laughs> and I'm loving it. I am into every moment of this new Celine. No, I First think all, the looks... husband dying and she's just well, like, wee! You, it's, it's sad to say, but it was like the best thing to happen. No, the best we thing that ever happened. We got fashion Celine. No. Crazy Celine. Crazy. We got, that shit fucking crazy. We got Celine on the cover of her new album looking fabulous. And crazy. And then she just launched her tour. She's got this new blonde bob she's situation. Because she's not an attractive yeah. woman. She's a handsome woman. <laughs> she's a handsome. Come on. She's a, she's a handsome. It's like Sarah Jessica Parker. She's a handsome woman. Oh. 
But anyway, getting back to you have sent me lots of good music, but here's the problem. And seriously, okay. you need to I need to figure out oh because it God, eats up all the space. What are we doing? <laughs> it eats up lots of space on my computer right. and I can't no, download everything. Alright, and Brittany Howard, speaking of women who I have a hard time looking well, at. Well, I wanna you know, I'm I'm getting into this record. It's really interesting. I, I like, started listening. I like the I like the artistry of this record. Explain who she is for those people. The lead singer of the Alabama Shade. Not only the lead singer, the only reason the band exists. And then, you know, 2015, they had their big breakthrough. They won the three Grammys. And then she was like, for my next act, a solo record. Yeah. Imagine if you're in The Pretenders. Okay? And the woman that writes all the songs and is basically the focal point, and you, you score all these critical claims, and then you go, pause, I'll be right back. Right. I'm going to do a record that sounds nothing like what made us famous. Mm-hmm. You guys just sit there. It's like BTS going on a break. I'm like, girls, I know y'all are waiting for them to come back. Boy bands don't come back. And by the time they come back, you guys will be over it because the love affair always passes on to a new group, you know? BTS. How many are there in that fucking group? 47. There's too many of them. There's too many of them. You should not have. Is that so you have one for each? Thing, day of the week. That's like the One Directions. Like Too every day there's many, a new five there, there's, maximum. There's that one who's always sad and doesn't like no, to oh, sing. Sh- don't you say anything about Harry Styles. Oh no no no! I know we're not. Don't you say anything about Harry Styles. That's a record I know you're looking forward to. I'm actually looking forward to hear what he's going to do on this note. No, listen. I'm looking forward to hear what he's going to say. What he's gonna have to say on this oh, record. I think this record's supposed to be really? about sex and like a rock star sort of record. He is a rock star. And I actually, to me, I felt like, even though it was the number one album in the US and the single, to me, I felt like that album underperformed here of what it was supposed to be. I thought that moment was supposed to. I think they're just so artists. The doors I think down, him, you know? I think Robbie Williams is like that. Right. I, think, I think there's some artists that, even though he obviously came in with way more clout than Robbie Williams did, because Take That never meant anything here. No, really. no, no. The, their breakup song meant something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are some acts that are just too English, and we don't. There's an Englishness that yeah, we but those, sometimes but don't you get. Got, but that goes bigger. You have the girls, and those girls love him, and they still love him. All those dates, his concert dates sold out in point two seconds. I know, I love him so, so I do think just the way we Even radio a, works in the U.S. Midget, yeah, yeah. He's a midget in a fucking in bell bottom. Yeah, but they still love him. No, he's adorable. Know? Yeah. He's adorable, and he's he's got that little smirky. Anyway, get back to Britney. Get back to Britney, and then we'll finish it up. With yeah, our you know, I, I, I think it's a, I think it, I would love to hear what our, our listeners think. You know, on this record, I'm still digesting it. I think her voice is really interesting, and. It's not. I don't take it off when I put it on. It's I not put what it I thought on, it was going to be. I had no expectation. I thought it was going to be like you know? a bluesy record because that's yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of her, her But I love that. Steeds. If you're going to do a solo record, yeah. don't sound like your group. It's a weird, it's a kind of weird record. My yeah. issue with her... I'm, don't I, say that out loud. I won't I know say it. it is. You can't say that out loud. That you can't say out loud. You cannot say... Some shit should not be said it's out loud. It's my same issue I have with the third Haim singer. Okay. The, bl- the blonde. <laughs> I just can't take that much (laughs) facial expression when someone is singing. And speaking of facial expressions, I saw Madonna last. Yes, you did. You know, my shows got moved to the end of the run. I was supposed to go to the opening show. Okay, newsflash. She goes on at quarter to 11. (laughs) I had to take a nap. I had to take a nap at 8 o'clock. Do you know what a nap when you're 60 years old at 8 o'clock is? (laughs) Going to bed. (laughs) 
That's not a nap. Right. I literally could have, like, if I put a little more effort into it, I could have stayed asleep. Though I'm very proud of myself, Courtney, because the next day, after coming home at quarter to one and going to sleep around 1, 1, 15, I got up and I went to work and I was exhausted, but I didn't take a nap that day. So kudos right. to me. So Yay. tell me about the show. What did you think? Well, i would never seen her before, which is astounding. Right. I, I don't know how the fuck I managed to yeah, not see her. Yeah, I don't know her. how you I have never no, seen her. I, I mean, it's astounding to me. Well, I mean, you know, the, 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 the 1045 thing is ridiculous. And I did have really great seats, obviously, because they were press seats, and so yay for that. She's playing at BAM, which is, she's doing this whole tour which are theaters. She's doing small right. venues. I'm going October 12th. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's her last night. Yes, yeah, the last night. Um, so maybe she'll go on at 11:30. Right. <laughs> Whee! Um, it's so you know she walks out and you're kind of like, oh my god, it's Madonna. Right. You know, like shit. There's Madonna. Right. Now I hot and cold on Madonna. I do like a lot of her music, but some of her Madonna isms over the years have sort of driven me nuts. Which like, I think is the reason why the people have a reaction that they have to her to this day. I say that all the time. It's like you can diminish your legacy. People always don't think you yeah. can. And I think the antics have made yeah, the people are not much. really look. And, and I don't mind antics. I don't mind the craziness. I'm but there have been some shit that I've watched that I'm like, you're fucking Madonna and that's beneath you. And the young Madonna would look at this chick doing this and would be reading her. Well, it's also just sort of like, it's funny because she talks to the audience and says these things and some of it is a little too much in terms of like, okay, it's we're now calling on quarter to 12. Let's go. Um, but then when you read that she said the exact same thing on the Thursday that she did on right. the opening night. It's like, eh. And she does fancy herself. I mean, she has done some great things for, like, LGBTQ community. She's done a lot of great... But she does fancy herself way more of a revolutionary than she actually is. But let me just say this and also. And her children are on stage with her. At, okay, at 11.15 at night, Courtney, and I called you the next day. This is how you know... How do you know you're old? You know you're old when there are small children on stage, and I'm like, why are these kids up there? Shouldn't they be home? And let me just say this. I've worked with a lot of different artists that seem to have very genuine situations on stage, but it's scripted. It's a part of the show. They know what they're going to say. I know. Because it gets the reaction. I know, but you would think, especially since one of her motivations behind doing this tour, and Mm -hmm. I will say, I was not a huge fan of the Madam X album, but after seeing this show, there is no other way she could have done that album like this, because it is not a big album. Right. It's a smaller album. So she had to do it like this, and it is a gorgeous show. I mean, she, she put all her money into it. Right. And it's beautiful. And look, I was, you know, I mean, it's it's good. It's Madonna. Look, is she the greatest singer of our time? No, she is not. Meanwhile, I went to see Mary and Nas, and it was a full turn up. Who? (laughs) Mary and Nas. Oh! I went to the Royal Tour. How was it? A full turn up. My only, only, I wanted to see that in the worst way, because I've never seen him. I've seen her a bunch of times. It was, the funny thing is, I worked at Columbia I worked all of those videos. Right, and you and never I, saw? Ne- I had never seen him live. Me neither. It was a full turn up. My only complaint was they didn't turn on the screens. So it's like, okay, we had a suite, which is great. Yes. You could see them, but like I couldn't really see her outfit, his outfit. And I'm thinking all these people up top and all in the back. Right. I'm like, 
why aren't you putting on the screens for people? Right. They put her on the screen a little bit during one of her slow songs, but I was that was a weird thing. How but does she sound? Amazing. She's she's fucking. I've seen her a lot of times. I've seen her sound great. I've seen her. I've seen not, her high as a kite I've seen her, there. I've seen her not seen sound her great amazing. at all. But that night, good. She was just like vocally. Just catalog. She's just doing catalog. She has nothing just, new coming they out. They did right? uh, the song they put out together over the summer called Thriving. She just put out another song, I believe, called like I Know. I Who know. is she going to be working with? Because that last record yeah. was great, London yeah. Sessions. Yeah, Who is she working with? I now? have no idea. But she, it was you know it's the 25th anniversary of Illmatic and My Life, so she sang the majority of My Life. Nice. And just a lot of the shit you wanted to hear. It was great. It the album great. that she always disavows. Yeah, it was great. It was she great always time. disavows that record because it's the, you know, and of course it's her best record. Listen, yeah. she's someone I think is underrated. I don't think, I, no, I think people hold her in a No, but I don't rest. think that she, I don't think, she to me is the, no, one she, of the few women I've ever seen, one of the few performers I've ever seen who, who can transcend the sterility of television. Yeah. Every time she sings live on TV, it's like her life. And listen, people on love her. her all over the world, and she had a full arena of people singing Good. every word back to her. She's not underrated. Good. I think what she is is lacking that good hit that Mary sized hit yeah. and you know what I mean the last couple of albums she's had songs and we've liked them but where's that hit and I was really I was actually disappointed in that London record because all of those producers it's like a, creating these songs based off of that black R&B sound right. and she didn't really have a hit off of that I'm like so how are you guys making all of these songs and having hits then you get together with, they're wasting with this with girl that fucking talentless Sam yeah. Smith yeah I said it <laughs> He is the most tiresome fuck. I don't care. He is, I, come on, tiresome. You know what's really interesting about tiresome. him? Tiresome. I loved that first album and have not loved anything I like since. Latch. That's the only song and I like. I got to see him the day his album came out. He had a concert at the Apollo. Yeah. And so he was really new. And his oh, voice I know. Was I remember beautiful. that. And he sang great, and I loved it. But I haven't loved any of these I new like, songs. I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. What's up with this Calvin Harris record? There have been 9 million singles from it, and the album never came out. Or don't tell me you sent me the album, because I know. No, no, I didn't get it. I think he's like a lot of people. You know, he's a DJ producer, really, but right? But 9 million. There was that. But that's what people Sam are doing Smith a lot of. The thing was great. There was the Kalani single, which yeah. I love. Did you like the two Normani songs? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm, do you think about Normani? I get my Normani's. Which one's Normani? From Fifth uh, Fifth Harmony, and she's the black girl, and she has motivation right now, which I'm mad at pop radio because I just looked at the number today, and I saw that it was like number 61, but already trending downward, and I'm like, why isn't this a bigger song? She gave you the perfect... Coming out. That's a good summer song. Too. Yeah, it's a great I like Normani. I have yeah. to pay a little more attention. I get. I I like Kalani a lot. Yeah, my sister loves Kalani. I like. Um, um, who's the cute gay Asian chick singer? <laughs> like what? No, this I'm I'm narrowing it down. Is my she's cute, she's Asian, she's uh-huh. gay. All her videos are are girl, her chasing after a girl. I haven't watched a lot of it. Haley something or other. Haley Steinfeld? No! <laughs> I'm like, she's Google not Google it while we're here. Okay, hold on. Just, just type in cute. Do you like FK Twigs? Do you like her no, new... No, she so- drives me. No, she's amazing. Boys the shit she's out dumb. of me. No, Boys like- the shit out of me. Wait, no, no, no. FKA is great. Okay, yeah, whatever. And this whatever. new song, Holy Terrain, is great. She the fucking shit out of me. I'm sorry, but... but I, I-, I like that it's interesting. You like? I like interesting. Google cute Asian gay singers. 
I literally have, we're literally doing this as we speak. And then one more person. Oh, I'm going to tell you the album that I am looking forward to. No. What? There, okay. Wow, there's a lot of them. This thing, like with shit. There's a, oh my god! Wait, Margaret Show came up. Ah! <laughs> Haley Kakuni, or I don't know. We'll no, find out. Yeah, she's okay, cute. She okay. she's cute, and and all her videos. She's very pro. What about Kim Petras? Do you like Kim Petras? No idea who she Kim is. Pe- I'll send you her album. And she's got do. she's got this album, Icy, and she's got great songs, and she's a uh, uh, a young trans woman. Really good though, and, and kind heard of bub- King she's Princess? bubbling under. She's bubbling under. Oh, I have heard of this chick. Bubbling under the way Lizzo was bubbling under with a lot of singles, and now yeah, yeah, there's yeah. an album, and it's growing. It's that word of mouth. It's the fans. Okay, so going here's out my the question: so, Is yeah. Lizzo made it okay for girls to look at her? Is she just like the one, and then everybody's going to go back to being judgy? Well, we'll see, right? Right. We'll see. She's in town now. The first show was right. last night. The next show is tomorrow night. Right. But Lizzo has been out. Lizzo. One, Lizzo has the talent. Yeah. Two, Lizzo's been making songs for a couple of years, and that's another one. Artist development. Being right. out there. Put your songs out there. Building, building right. an audience. Doing shows at every little club. Every little everything. You right. know what I mean? And the important thing about Lizzo is that she's made Azealia Banks mad, and that's just like shooting fish in a barrel. Though. Right. Because that bitch is fucking nuts. She's a lunatic. Lunatic! Okay, here's what I'm looking forward to, and it's a white person, but I worship... Really worse. Nick Cave has a new record coming out next week. Nick Cave, that's and for you know you double can, album. And if you kids are, I love how you said kids. Like we're hoping <laughs> that kids. people over the the yeah. children. Well, you know, I call everybody kids. I if know. you kids need an introduction to Nick Cave, and or my or my okay, or my gay sisters out there, if y'all need an introduction to Nick Cave, start with this album Murder Ballads. Oh, yeah. Because if you start with Murder Ballads, and it's Wait, a song all about Wait, is that murders, the one with Kylie that, on yeah, it? that he has, you will know his duet, Where the Wild Roses Grow. And that yeah. will kind of give you a taste of his voice. Then you can dig into that catalog. Oh, no, he's know. amazing. And yeah. I saw him perform a year and a half ago, or maybe it was a year ago, and he's been around forever since the 80s, but has just started to do arenas. He's 62 years old. He's in probably in better shape vocally than he's ever been. And um, it is honestly one of the best shows I ever saw. I mean, I was transcended. All right, let's wrap things up by talking about the greatest band that has ever existed in the hit. No, it's not the Beatles. No, it's not the Rolling Stones. I mean, they serve their purpose. No, it's not Led Zeppelin. It is... Pet Shop Boys. Pet Shop Boys. Not the Pet Shop Boys, by the way. Pet Pet Shop Shop Boys. Boys. Like Beastie Boys. They have a new single (sighs) with years and years called Dreamland. And it's just, it's classic. To me, it's almost like a throwback to classic Pet Shop Boys, which really makes sense that they're going on this Greatest Hits tour. Because if you listen to oh, just... how are we going to weasel our way on to that? You know, you know they're coming to the U.S. No, but I'm they saying own, we need to... Oh, no, no, we're going. No, we're going. Because you've I, never seen I've them. I've never seen them. Four times, four times I've seen I, them. I love them no, and I have know. never seen them. And they're some of the... And they are seriously one of the best live acts I have And to ever me, seen. as a person who's... You know, dance music, really. Oh. I just love, I love pop. I love dance. I like music that just makes me, listen, I like everything. But there's something oh. about a good dance pop band. And the Pet yes. Shop Boys have worked with all of the best dance producers. They've always been out front in that Smart, space. funny, yeah. political. All right, can I tell you my Pet Shop Boys story? Yes. It's the greatest story ever. Okay, the year 
What time is it? Do we have time? Yes. Yeah, we do. Okay. The year was whatever. I don't even remember what it was. It was the year that uh, the the record they did where they went to Brazil, the single bilingual. Single. Record. The, the uh, yeah, yeah, um, fuck. Whatever. That run. Yeah. Okay. Bi- so, the bilingual album. The bilingual album. Right. Okay. So I was going to do their bio, I believe. So um, Neil Tennant calls me. <coughs> First I do the interview and the tape's fucked up. And I'm like, that's every writer's worst nightmare. Right. This is pre-digital. This is when you had to plug it into your wall socket right. and record it. And it was crazy. All right. So then he calls me back. And I just love them. And right. before I did the interview, I go to the publicist. Not that it matters. It's not going to go in the bio, obviously. But are they out? I mean, right. you know, because they're singing about guys. But are they out? She goes, well... I'm not really sure. I know they're out in England. I'm thinking, yeah, and like he's only gay in England. I don't know if that works. But okay, fine, whatever. So he calls me up, and this is when Brooklyn had just switched to a 718 area code. Mm -hmm. So he goes, 718, where am I calling? It's my very bad English accent. Where am I calling? And I went, it's Brooklyn. And he says, from. And I'm like, oh, you're so good. Right. You right. probably Where think Bar- this song is about right. you. Where Barbara's from. Yeah. <laughs> but I met them once. I interviewed them once in person, and they both couldn't be nicer. And I walked in, I was reading um, The Buddha of Suburbia, and they were both very excited. And he told me these fabulously dishy stories about George Michael, none of which I remember, but uh. they just slammed. But this is before well, George well, Michael remember, had come out. Yeah. All of the, the, the gay artists in the UK had a big like Boy George yeah. they had a big problem with George for a while because they felt like you can't be in the know, them sucking dick and, and not you're, tell you're and gay. you're all in the same circle with right. us and we're all doing the same shit and you're out here saying they did not like that well they definitely expressed that yeah. anyway are we coming up about that time we are so I just want to say you know normally we end our show with what stupid shit Megan McCain said oh to me, our what my what stupid shit Megan McCain said today is from all my house folks. I have three channels you guys should follow on SoundCloud that I follow. If you want great house music mixes that I use when I'm working during the day and going out, you need to follow Beatwell, Bloop, B L O O P with a period in like, it. Bloop. Yeah, and Rise, which is a great station. Follow those three. What, what's this got to do with Megan McCain? Well, nothing. That's just our segment, right? Oh, right. But right. not every well, segment Megan is McCain going to. Well, Megan McCain has said a lot of stupid yeah, shit, you know and what? she walked off stage. Like, she's a fucking entitled cunt. There, I said it. Well, Merry Christmas. There no, was... wait, wait, wait. I want to say one thing. I just want to give a shout out to the people at uh, Sirius Radio and Debatable. I was on their show last week. I was very flattered to be invited to speak with Alan Light and Mark Goodman about the 30th anniversary of Rhythmation. And when they introduced me, and they said, um, and I said, I am the co-host of the podcast I'm gonna let you finish Mark Goodman who is a former MTV VJ and a radio and TV pioneer said and I quote oh my god that's like the best name I ever heard for a podcast boom mic drop see you in October bye it's NFL draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.